0: it's pretty tough to recruit top talent for a business if you don't have health insurance. I mean, tough. Uh, just like I always say with a 401k plan, uh, if, if, if you don't have health and if you don't have the right benefits um, and you're building a business, which a business is just a, a group of people, um, it's tough, right? The difference with the, between you know health insurance and a 401k is health insurance for a business can be a pretty heavy fixed cost and in this episode we talk about um the the average increase in rates for health insurance over the last you know decade or or more uh is crazy so you know if you're a business and you're thinking well in order to get be in business and grow we got to have health insurance but how do we do it without you know ruining the finances of the business how do we do it without Taking all the money that we need to invest and in, grow the business, and, and paying it to health insurance companies. So uh, we 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 go through we go through some good ideas, and I really kind of had an aha moment. when I was like, oh okay, that's how you remain competitive as a business owner uh, when you basically have to offer health insurance to be competitive. So this was a really good interview. David, uh, the expert, uh, brought it. Um, for the new listeners, um, we have over 200 episodes uh, that you can check out and listen to about money, finance, business. Um, for the people who've listened at least the two episodes and you're listening again uh, and you have not subscribed on iTunes or Spotify uh, and you haven't shared it with a couple of friends, please do that. It helps to uh, really give me feedback on what episodes to to, uh, to do more so I can bring you more value. Uh, so y'all enjoy it. All right, now we are live with another episode of Ask Philip your podcast host, Philip Washington, and our guest today is David Hilly. Willie. Uh, Willie, man. I, I was like, don't say Hilly. And I said, <laughs> yep. Dave, David Willie, Employee Benefits um, Broker and Specialist, so thanks for coming out today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I know you have to drive like way uh, on the other side of Dallas, right? It's not right? too bad, midday, there's no traffic. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The weather, weather is terrible, but yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. So no, I appreciate you coming out because um, I've done a couple of episodes around benefits, 401Ks. I haven't had the uh, other side of the benefits on here because, and, and you tell me if I'm wrong, like what I see right now in the marketplace is we've got 10 years of businesses getting um, uh, productivity through technology, mm-hmm. but now I'm like, that's done. Like now you gotta hire people. Like if you're gonna grow now, you gotta attract and retain the best people, right? And the big part of that is benefits, right? I mean, obviously there's salary, mm-hmm. but if your benefits, suck. yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Unemployment right now is
1: the lowest I've been to where ever or 50 years, you know. So wage growth is creeping up. You know, it, it needs to. And it has to. But um, benefits are getting a, yeah bigger
0: piece of the discussion. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so. Talk a little bit about how you got into the business just before we, 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 we dig in. Uh, yeah, dig that's a good ahead. question. So, um, like
1: a lot of people, um, I wasn't seeking out to get into the insurance business or employee benefits in general. I was a college graduate coming out of uh, UT Austin with a degree in finance. I was looking for a job and um, a, a insurance carrier came to campus, Guardian Life Insurance, and so got hired with them. Uh, very fortunate, right out of college, I worked for them for 15 years as a group rep, so mm-hmm. I called on brokers on the carrier side, wholesale side, I you know, our, the Guardian products were like, long time ago, medical insurance, to mm-hmm. got out of that, but it was dental, vision, life, disability, um, selling to benefits brokers. And I moved to the broker side about a year and a half ago, on the okay. retail side, so now I'm, I'm working directly with um,
0: the end user, the, the clients and the, the employees. I'm bet you learn because Guardian is a great disability company. Mm, yeah, you know, I, I was at Northwestern Mutual for a while, and they're really the only other company that we respected. You know, <laughs> and, and mutual, disability. the mutual companies, it's rare. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so let's talk about the benef- What are some of the benefits that businesses are offering in today's marketplace that you know are competitive, but also you know not not breaking the bank. Yeah. Okay. So. Obviously, the big one, which
1: can break the bank, and it does, is the medical mm. insurance, right? Um, like, there's a survey, every year there's a bunch of them, MetLife MedLife does one every year, and, like, they rank what are the employees' like top requested benefits, and medical insurance is number one, always has been, probably always will be, right? Um, usually, retirement is up there, um, you know, and, like, dental plans up there really high too, mm-hmm. uh, but medical, you know, it's an issue that, um, you know, with insurance, it renews every single year, right? There's open enrollments. And I hate to say it, but sometimes that kind of feels like the annual pay cut meeting because <laughs> I mean that medical insurance the rates aren't going down, yeah. right? Um, I mean, what what what's the average rise? You know, you, you may not know it, but I mean, that's a good question. I mean that what the carriers will tell you there's there's medical trend which they say the cost of everything goes up. Depends on the area and the carrier, but um, anywhere from maybe eight to nine percent every single year. So as, as an employer. You know again, depending on the size, they look at things like the demographics of your group and mm-hmm. actual claims. But you know, if, if things run as expected, they're saying expect like an eight percent increase, right? So you compound that you every year, it's just not sustainable, mm-hmm. right? So you mentioned, you know, how do they offer things without breaking the bank, and that's what sort we of work on every single day. There's just different things you know, creatively, you could try to do with different funding and things like that. But, not, but, but benefits, I think. A lot of it gets down to is, I mean, yeah, I would describe it as a crisis, just like the cost of healthcare in mm-hmm. our country, um, and probably the the biggest challenge is communication, right? Because as an employer, you might spend, you're spending a lot of money on a medical plan or your benefits, right? And it's going it's going up every single year, and you want to offer that nice benefit to attract mm-hmm. and retain employees. Cut back on benefits it feels like a pay cut, employees are gonna talk and they're gonna be unhappy. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's ways, if you can give your employees tools to communicate the benefits, what is their coverage, how does it work, like when I get a big bill from my doctor, I didn't expect, where do I go? Where's where's something that can help me fight this? Or you know, when I'm choosing coverage, or where, where am I gonna go? How do I help shop effectively? There, there's tools as an employer you can give your employees to just, you know, help them navigate the healthcare system. Because it's one thing to just pay for a plan and here it is. Mm-hmm. But now it's just, it's, it's really so complex and it costs so much, you got to give your people some tools. So there, there's things that, that can be done.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, you're, you're right. Because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on the investment side of the business, which is where I spend all my time these days. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but health insurance, you know, my wife has coverage. Uh, she works for the federal government, so there's mm-hmm. no need for me to set up my own because hers is amazing mm-hmm. But I'm like I'm clueless. Cool, so I'm like hey look look what, I took one time figured out where we can go mm-hmm. But after that I'm like I don't have like do y'all take this or not because it's, it's it's super complex and it's always changing mm-hmm. and um, but but if, if you don't mind before we go to the next person, dig a little deeper on the uh, uh, strategy strategies for m- helping with cost I know it depends on uh, each client in their situation, right? But just can you give some examples of ways that um, y'all have creatively helped clients to, um, you know, figure out how to pay for it? Because I know I know it's important. Like I have clients that, mm-hmm. that want to offer it and they're thinking through, But man, like I don't, you know, that's a fixed heavy cost. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to put myself in trouble.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, again, there, there's different levels, right? I mean, if you want to pay for a major medical plan and if you have nothing today. That's a big leap, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, your your big carriers like Blue Cross, United, and the Cigna, um, those plans can be expensive coming from nothing. Um, uh, but within that, again, depending on how how big of an employer you are, um, there's things you can do um, around self funding um, to where, you know, technically it, you absorb some of the risk, but you can layer some reinsurance around that. It gives you more flexibility mm-hmm. um, around what you cover, there's tax advantages to doing that, Um, kind of pull things in and out as far as what's working like the prescription drug program, things like that. So there's some flexibility on larger groups. When I say larger, maybe like 50 plus or 100 plus employers to kind of change the funding mechanism. Um, But bigger picture, like yeah, if you're gonna pay for a fully insured, a major medical um, that can feel like buying a Cadillac, right? It's like it's really expensive right out the gate, right? yeah. um, I mean, there's things you can offer your em- employees like like kind of in the middle, you know? I mean, things like every medical plant has this, but like Teladoc or like virtual visits. Yeah, that would you know? be, I mean, I just would like that in general, right? You, you probably do. I think I do have it, <laughs> that's a thing. That I have. Back to communication, <laughs> I, mean, I I'm guilty. I'm a benefits broker, and I couldn't tell you exactly how my plan covers, but every, every plan, um, but now incenting people um, to use the Teladoc or the services, technology is great, right? So even if you can't offer a major medical, there's kind of limited medical products you can offer um, that might cover like a hospital stay, it'll off, you know, cover your office visits, like a prescription drug card and a Teladoc. You can bundle that up. Now, if you have something chronic or you have cancer, it wouldn't cover that, too, right. right? I mean, it's not a the major medical, but it's kind of in between, right? Mm-hmm. So there's things like, because again, like the things that people are going to use, right? The Teladoc, if um, Kids sick in the middle of the night, you so mm-hmm. we'll call that. Um, it's 24 7, these services. There's like virtual visits where you like FaceTime with the doctor and they can prescribe stuff right there on the phone. So.
0: I, I, I love that. I think we actually do have it because I remember seeing something, uh, uh, or at the very least, maybe it's Methodist that has it. And I called them and they were like, Yeah, we're covered because I was using Methodist. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. 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 So, yeah, there, there's a lot of things out there, you know. And, um, it being. Um, you know, the, as expensive as it is in healthcare, there's a lot of innovation, you know, different kinds of things. Um, those need to be vetted, you know, I mean, insurance is still very highly regulated, but things mm-hmm. like, I think about a, a MediShare plan, right, or like a Christian MediShare program, I mean, those can be offered on an individual basis or group basis, mm-hmm. right? And so, that's getting a little more traction, you know, you just kind of need to do your, your due diligence and
0: vet that out, what does it really mean, you know, but that, that can be an option. Yeah. I, and, and this is one thing I've thought, and, and you may not have thought about it, and maybe less left still, so just feel free to say, Philip, you're going way over here. We're not. But I've always thought, let's, 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 let's say there's some smart entrepreneurial physician group that has specialists or whatever. I'm like, why don't they just go to businesses and be like, hey, just pay us, a, um, you know, like a, like your attorney, but you your attorney on, on, on retainer, mm-hmm. pay us a retainer. And then we'll just cut out the insurance company and then we'll actually get paid and then you'll actually get better service well like, phil if you're not on left field you're actually kind of
1: in the middle because i mean that's more of that is happening like mm-hmm. direct contracting you yeah. know so some physicians um, employer of a large enough scale but even now like if you're a mid sized or smaller employer you can you can get into an arrangement where it's a direct contract with you know a network of physicians and it works well if your people are all in one area you mm-hmm. know if you're spread out over a lot of counties or states, that could be tough. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's more of that going on. Yeah. Um, and, and even things like, uh, if you're a larger employer, more of these do this, but even on smaller ones, you can set up like on-site medical clinics, mm-hmm. right? So at, at your place of work, you know, there's a place people can go for all their routine stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, and and, and do you see, you know, cause when I, cause I said that, I was like, cause they're, they're still, you, they still would need a specialist like you to educate, uh, make people aware of it because I'm like, um, I, I, I'm thinking my, my mind is rolling. I'm like, man, um, even even having somebody like you more visible, you know, at companies to educate, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that's what y'all do. There's a mm-hmm. whole lot of companies where, you know, I'm like, where's our group person? Because they don't have a clue. Like, like the government, my wife's, I don't, I'm not know a group person. I don't even know if we have Let's a. Just go to the website, person. right? And yeah. Clicking, go to call yeah. the number. I'm like, what? This yeah. Is, well, that's part of the
1: communication, right? There's different tools. I mean, every, every group is different, but sometimes you can, as a broker, or you, know, you, you, as an employer, you can choose to bring um, a team of people on site, sit with them one on one, right? Say, hey, during lunch hour, go spend 30 minutes with that person. They'll describe all your benefits, and help you enroll. Um, or, hey, we're going to have a, an online enrollment, but there's decision support tools on there. Mm-hmm. Like as an employee, click through, you watch a video that explains it, things like that. Um, call center, where it's like, hey, you would to call. They'll help you enroll them as I explained. That's part of that communication. Because if you just, and for a long time as an industry, we've been guilty of, it's like, hey, here's your benefits. Here's your packet. All right? Mm-hmm. You get hired. Here's your packet. I mean, again, I work in the industry and I get intimidated because it's like, oh my gosh, here's there's just a like pages of contracts thing. and sign up we'll of all this stuff. I mean, people, we need to be educated as consumers, right? Yeah. And ultimately what happens, I think most employers that don't want to, be in the business of that, you know, they want to provide benefits, but that's a huge lift to mm-hmm. do the education and the ongoing support too, right, mm-hmm. so just helping people find the right tools, whether it's like an enrollment technology platform or an enrollment firm or, or ongoing, how do you, what's your new hire strategy, do you just, again, hey, you got hired, Here's your packet, good luck, right, yeah, right. I mean, and that's not good for anybody because the employee is not going to know what they signed up for and, you know, there can be, Think their benefits but stink. They, they, they
0: just ask to uh, make. Hey, what'd you sign up for? Oh, I did this. All right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or the, the inverse of that is like, <laughs>
1: hey, everybody talks, right? We're all people. Like if somebody goes to the hospital or get get a big bill, they think their insurance stinks. they are gonna socialize that to everybody, you know, and it's it get out a an uproar, you know. I mean, there's there's a lot of surveys that say, as, as an employer, um, if you're paying for that Cadillac, the high end Cadillac, right? Um, it's a high high end benefit plan that's poorly communicated. I mean again will be perceived terribly. People yeah. think that the benefits stink versus like, hey, maybe you're not like providing the highest end, maybe you're giving them that solid Pondo cord, you know. Uh, but you really communicate it and they know how to use it,
0: they'll they'll perceive their benefits are much better. Yeah. So Yeah, no, no, you're you you're you're, ar- you're absolutely right. Um, so, um, and I know this this depends, but and when do you see businesses start incorporating health benefits so is there like a revenue size amount of employees when they plan to start growing aggressively like you know as a business a lot of them um, are like I don't know when I should even start offering health benefits mm-hmm. um, that's a good question I mean there's and there, there's no
1: bad time you can do it time. you don't mm-hmm. have to wait you know a certain time of the year or anything um, it just depends a lot of it too is um, you know, employers, um, they, they want to know what's everybody else doing, what's their competition doing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's benchmarking data out there that says, hey, employers of your size, your industry, yes, they offer a benefit plan, and it kind of looks like this and costs this. There's right. information out there that can help them benchmark. right? Because mm-hmm. ultimately, if you want to attract and retain, and you get employees walking the door, like I was at a group last week, it's a, a concrete company. Mm-hmm. you know, Never offer benefits, but like, hey, we get people, get this environment, people walking in, they're like, you don't offer benefits? And they walk out the next day because mm-hmm. they go down the road and they do a bit of a plan, you know, even if you might make like a little bit less money. Um, right. So it's just case by case, right? I mean, each um, you got to look at your compensation structure, you know. Yes. And, and again, the reality is, I mean, it's, it's a tax-advantaged way to offer a compensation, mm-hmm. right? Because you're paying for a medical plan. As the employer, you can deduct your portion um, of that cost. Employees, you set up a Section 125 plan through the... Um, you know, the IRS code, and that's um, pre-tax dollars that the employees, that their premiums come out pre-tax. So it's a tax-advantaged
0: benefit mm-hmm. offer, same as like 401k mm-hmm. contributions. Yeah, no, that's yeah, not important. I, I, I'm a, as you're talking, I'm getting like, a, I keep getting four or five questions that I'm going to save them and I'm going to go through <laughs> uh, our, our, our pre-described list. But does it, um, does it make sense to even offer uh, dental and vision? You may, but you, you mentioned <laughs> dental is like high up on the list. Does yeah, this survey I brought with me, literally, it's uh, last year's is MetLife survey.
1: And granted, they're a dental carrier. <laughs> but but I, you know, I, I trust their independent data. Uh, dental, actually, let me pull it up. It is the I think, number three benefit requested um, on this survey. Let's see. Uh, it says, what do employees consider must have benefits? Number one, medical insurance. Number two, prescription drug. That's always bundled in with the medical. Number three, dental insurance. And then number four is
0: retirement plan, 401k, or other. So, yeah, before retirement plan, that's crazy. So, I think it's
1: crazy. I used to work for a dental carrier, right? Um, And I actually think the term dental insurance is a bit of a misnomer, because... It's
0: like a savings plan, right? Dental,
1: it's like assistance, right? Yeah, I mean, it it may have happened, but people don't go bankrupt over dental bills, right? right? It's it's a way to budget and pay for it. You know, as an employer, is it worth offering it? Um, You know, if if it's number three on that list above 401k, it's a really low-cost thing that people, they buy it to use it, right? I mean, what other insurance do you buy with the intent of using it? You don't don't buy your homeowner's insurance. Like, oh, I can't wait to file that claim. I get robbed or something, you know? That's just a reality. But dental, it's a true employee benefit, right? And the advantage is relatively cheap. You can offer it to the employees where it's like the total cost is out of their paycheck, where it's voluntary. Uh, and as an employer, if you want to contribute to the cost, um, you know it helps the employees. Really, the advantage is um, again tax advantaged. The premiums are pre-tax, mm-hmm. um, and really it employees be able to access the best cost for dental care mm-hmm. um, within networks. So, you know, similar to medical, but there's you know, PPO networks of dentists that have agreed to reduce reduced fees. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're in the network, mm-hmm. so. Um, there's an advantage to it, again, your employees are, are, are gonna use it, and so, you know, versus like if you offer a, uh, a critical illness insurance, mm-hmm. right, that pays like a lump sum if you got cancer or had a heart attack or something, people don't buy that to use it. I mean, it's, it's, it's there, it's like, hey, that's my backstop, you know, mm-hmm. I need to use it. Um, yeah, but dental envision vision too, same kind of, boat. it's a benefit that they are going to use
0: and also pay for it, you know. So, so, so basically what I'm hearing is if, if you're a business, what's more important when you're thinking about benefits is just to under, if, if your goal is to, re, you know, retract and attain um, employees, mm-hmm. kind of understand for the pool of people you're looking for, like, what benefits they want, and, mm-hmm. and do y'all have, like, the research, and y'all, can you, if they say, hey, where do I find it? You're like, hey, we can give it to you. You know, mm-hmm. we can do a session and talk about what we think might make sense. Is that, is that part of what y'all do? Yeah, in
1: fact, I mean, a lot of times, you know, we like to do a survey, mm-hmm. right? Because, especially if it's the first time, mm-hmm. I mean, some employers, like, what you hear from employees, you might be like those people who are like the loudest. It's like, hey, we, really, we really want, not in a bad way, rather right? I want a dental plan or I want a medical plan. It's like, okay, if that's two people who want that, but everybody else says, I want something else, yeah. you know? I mean, it's always good to do like a, an impartial survey. And there's a way to do that where, you know, as an employer, if you do a big survey, employees can think, oh no, what's this mean? They're making big changes or they're gonna like cut, you know? It's like, no, I mean, it's confidential data. It's a third party survey where it's asked like, what's more important to you? Like, would you rather have a medical plan or retirement, or within a medical plan, would you rather have, you know, higher deductible
0: with lower premiums, what's more important to you? And you mm-hmm. take that data um, and make a decision. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and so, I don't even know what the name of this, I have to write it down, so I forget the name of this act. Mm-hmm. Um, is it the ACA, Affordable Care? Yeah. ACA? So, how, like, I don't even understand that. So, how does that, um, and there have been a lot of changes, I guess, too, or not. But how does that go with group benefits? So that was a, uh, a a world changer in a lot of ways within benefits.
1: Yeah, that was enacted gosh almost ten years ago now. Um, but yeah, ACA or the Affordable Care Act it was also dubbed Obamacare. That mm-hmm. signed to the legislation years ago. Um, the, the high level the, the, the two biggest things to keep in mind is as an employer, um, based on your size. If you are less than fifty full time employees, and there's a way to track that. Um, you're not required by law to offer benefits. So if you have 10 employees and you want to be, like you said, our people are asking for it, it's a good way to attract and retain, offer a plan by all means. You don't have to. If you have 51 or more um, employees by law, you have to offer coverage. It's got to meet minimum standards as far as coverage, and it's got to be affordable Mm -hmm. to the employees. And so there's ways, um, again, to meet that that mandate. Um, If an employer, if you're required by law and you don't offer it, then you pay a fee. Per employee, and so there's ways that, that that's tracked, but that's kind of on the employer side so to keep that in mind. Got it. Um, the other piece of that, which changed just over a year ago, there was the, um, the individual mandate, which said, Hey, as an individual, you've got to get insurance, it's got to be the minimum standard either through your employer, through an individual market, through the exchange, or whatever. And if you don't, you pay a fee and you pay that whenever you file your taxes. The individual mandate, well, that went away. January first of two thousand and nineteen. So we can all walk around without insurance. The government's not going to find me. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that might affect an employer, we haven't seen that happen much. But if an employer, if you offer a plan, um, and the law says your employees have to buy insurance, they're more apt to, t- to take your plan. But what we've seen is even with that ind- individual mandate going away, you know, once employees once they get good coverage and they're used to paying for their portion, um, they usually don't want to drop it.
0: Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. so it hasn't been any big big change but that's that's the law of the land and that's um, again um, health care, mm-hmm. medical insurance, uh, prescription drugs all this is very much um, talked about uh, especially this an election year I mean politically a very hot topic yeah. You know,
0: I, I, so I, yeah I, I'm already seeing you know you know I watch industries and biotech is picking up mm-hmm. and like I hope they go after it and just figure out where the money is going. Cause you look at all the money going in the system and you're like, it's it's getting caught. Like when your sink stops, you're like, man, this where's getting clogged up, right? Cause water's <laughs> going in, you know, money's going in, it's just not coming back out the other side of the room. It's it's it, as much as it should. Like, cause it's, you yeah. know, you think about your health insurance experience and what you pay, and then you look at the doctors, at least on the primary care side, and they're mm-hmm. getting, you know, sc- screwed you know, royally, mm-hmm. and so you're like, it's not going to them. it's in the middle somewhere. You know, where, where, you know where's all this money going? Well, we could do a, a two-hour podcast <laughs> and bring in <laughs> some real experts to we'll talk about <laughs>
1: the state of healthcare, but, but, you know, for our discussion, ultimately, yeah, employers are in the middle of it, right? Yeah. Because, uh, you know, in this country, if you, you know, I, I don't know the exact number, but most people get their insurance through their employer, right? There's also a lot of people that get their insurance through the government you know, Medicare, Medicaid, mm-hmm. VA, that kind of stuff. Um, so the providers, you know, when they take these government programs, there's little to no margin. They, they don't make any money. Mm-hmm. But if you walk in with your private insurance card through through your employer or an individual plan, whatever, um, they make a lot more, mm-hmm. right, so. To compensate for the uninsured and the government programs. Exactly, yeah. yeah so yeah, so yeah. as employers, when, they're, when they offer a the plan and no one doing anything wrong, their employees mm-hmm. aren't right, but
0: it's like, gosh, I mean,
1: things are going to happen, right, but, mm-hmm. like, it keeps going up and up and up, because ultimately the employers
0: are the ones kind of footing the bill. And, like, and, and the scammers, all these scammers coming out that are, like, crazily billing, they said that a little bit on that, but... That goes on, yeah, and, yeah. and,
1: and um, you know, where we sit in the dallas Worth market, um, you look across the country, and we are one of the highest um, healthcare costs in the the nation. Are you serious? Yeah. What do do we know? know what there's a lot of factors. Um, you know, like I said, the high number of uninsured in Texas. Mm. Um, oh yeah, this that's terrible. Cost for employers goes up. Um, you know, it's the good and bad. We're, we're in a market. It's it's very sophisticated. There's a lot of specialists. You know, um, which is good. Like if you have something or your
0: your child does, your family. Yes, you want the best care possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but that just gets very expensive. And then you probably, as you're thinking about it, cause you, you probably see, like if you have like, you know, um, you know wealthier clients, they you know they probably do the, hey man, let me just pay you a retainer. Yeah. You know, so then they come out the system. Yeah, and right? no, so now they're going to, uh, they're just they're going to cash pay. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, hey, we're not taking third-party insurance. If you want to pay me a subscription a year, or whatever, mm-hmm. it's like a couple hundred bucks a month or a couple thousand dollars a year. Yeah. And it's kind of like your concierge doctor, the concierge of mm-hmm. medicine
0: is what it is. Yeah, yeah. that's, yeah, that's, that's. Cause pretty, as soon as, as soon as, as, well. Well. as soon as the math makes sense, that's, that's what I want to do. I'm like, hey, you know, we'll have a high deductible, you know, super, you know, catastrophe plan, but mm-hmm. we'll just pay the retainer for the normal. How health much food. can you self-insure? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: Cause again, with the cost of care, I mean, what every employer um, is challenged with is like, again, communication. As, as consumers, how do we access care, right? Um, if I'm sick, do I call the teledoc, you know, or do I go to the ER? Mm-hmm. And you'd be surprised, like, a lot, there's a lot of um, over usage at the ER, that's kind of some people's like first place they go, right. Right? and that's gonna cost the employee, it's gonna claim on the employer's plan so much more, you know, do you go to urgent care instead? There, there's ways to educate employees, like, hey, what's the
0: most appropriate way to access care? And then, and then what about, um, uh, let, let's say uh, you know I get with my employees and I say hey I'm buying everybody Apple watches and we're gonna put a gym in here hmm. or, or get you memberships like does that help if, if you have a um, a lot of preventative care thing set up as far as your rates uh, you can yes okay. I mean wellness has
1: been a big buzz for the past god I mean for a long time 10-15 years right um, so yes it could definitely impact right and a lot of employers there's a lot of programs where yeah everybody Get the bit, we're gonna track steps, you mm-hmm. know. Um, gym memberships. That's included in a lot of medical plans. Like if you have a you know, one of the major carriers, a lot of times there's a list of hey discounts at these gyms and a lot of employees don't even know they have it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of stuff. Um I mean, yeah, employers, I mean, they, things like they want uh just a you know, more healthy productive workforce, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's uh you know, There's all kinds of stuff, you know, like encouraging people
0: to walk, you know. And I can imagine to, I can imagine with like, you know, day, I'm a data guy, but a lot of people, you know, are data people. Mm-hmm. I'm like with all this data, if I just tell the insurance company, like, oh my, like our cars, for example, or State Farm, we let them track, yeah, where we're going, and we get a discount. I'm like, I'm cool with that, because in the spectrum of drivers, I'm gonna be on the safer side. Yeah. So it's kind of like with the health, I'm like. I can just encourage people to be healthy, which is better for them, mm-hmm. and they'll be uh, sharper at work, right? It's just all around good, you know, and we will also get lower rates. I think employers, you always want that fine line of, um,
1: you want to, you know, have data on your population. Not on an individual basis. You don't know if, you know, what Bobby's cholesterol is and all this stuff, you'll see like the global stuff. Um, Versus like perceived as kind of the, the big brother, or, you know meddling. <laughs> because people again don't want to be. It's it's a culture thing. Yeah, to, that's true. They're you know they're putting in a weight loss thing. Who, who are you telling me I need to lose weight? You know, um, there's some of that. And you know a lot of employers will do like the um, like our company, like many others. If you do a couple steps, it's participation based. If you um, go get your no annual physical, you turn that into the company, um, and I do an online health risk assessment, where it's like they ask me about my habits and all that kind of stuff, and I do that, and I turn my physical. Just that data, I get a reduction on my medical premiums. Mm-hmm. It's like, if I say 20 bucks a month or something. If I don't, I, I lose the, the subsidy. You know, mm-hmm. but they accept people to do that so they can get data. And then those programs, wellness programs help people, you know, guide them to
0: better healthy choices. Right. You know, whether it's like smoking cessation or weight loss, things like that. That's pretty cool. And, and, and here, here's one more question I think would be good. So you know how you'll go in to advise a client and they'll take your advice and only use a fraction of it, like, so um, what, you know, like what are clients doing in general, where, you know, um, I'm trying to ask the question, right, but the top performing clients, the top performing is defined as their their benefits are doing what they wanted to do, right, and they are, doing it cost-effectively, taking all your advice, you know, that you tell them to do to offer mm-hmm. cost-effectively. Like, what are those businesses doing, like? So I would
1: say, yeah, the high-performing plan, you know, yeah. and again, once you're larger, you have more flexibility. Uh, a lot of it gets down to the data, you know? Um, knowing um, where your large claims are, what can you do about those, right? I mean, it's one thing if you put in a wellness plan, but yet yeah, you don't track anything to make a difference, you know, um, there's thing I mean, Wellness is important, right? But the reality is when you're looking every year at the claims, um, you know, it's those handful of high dollar claims that really drive the spend, right? You could have a population full of marathon runners and gym rats and everything else out of 100 people. But if there's five people that, you know, someone has cancer or someone takes a very expensive medication, um, your costs are gonna be really high. So those high cost claims, what, what can you do about those, right? Is there a, you know, if they're seeing a specialist or they go to the right provider, or they go into a place that provides the best care for the best cost, right? Um, we haven't talked about prescription drugs, but the specialty drugs, I mean, that that's the highest rate of inflation in medical care is prescription drugs. So wow. for the past five, ten years, um, the costs are just through the roof. And that's why, again, politically it's a very hot topic. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody agrees something should be done, but there's not a, you know, a silver bullet, right? Um, but again, in those plans, if everybody, if you have ninety-nine people that run a triathlon every single weekend, they're really healthy, but there's that one or two people that are sick and take some really high cost, your plan is going to be expensive. So what do you do? I mean, yeah, if you could look at, you can't fire them because they, I mean, that would be you to all kind of discrimination. Sort of, yeah. yeah, I mean, as um, if an employer, if it's a self-funded plan, some of those you you can see, you know, detail by person what yeah. the claims are, but gosh, if they're taking this medication that costs, you know, $5,000 a month, is there another type of medication that does the same thing that might cost 2000 a month? Or is there something, I mean, there's just, there's ways to, to look at that, right? Um,
0: yeah, So, and, and, and that's where the education comes in. But well, I guess it goes back to managing it. It's like everything else, right? Tracking your numbers. Mm-hmm. If you want to be healthy, track your macros, track your workouts. Mm-hmm. Right. If you want to have a healthy pool, tracking, which sounds relatively simple. Um, makes sense here's a side note, and I'm, I am totally, like, I'm just seeing if you read this too. I heard a big reason why the U.S. drugs are so expensive is because those companies that most of them are U.S.-based, and when they want to sell out, outside the U.S., um, those governments are like, no, they, they, they basically make no money selling outside the U.S., uh, and but they have to pay for the research, mm-hmm. right? And so since our laws don't force them to um, uh, do that, Uh, We pay the cost, right? But if we didn't, but if we did do that, then they wouldn't um, have the research done, right? Because it it was talking about why China might lead us in the future, because China's now developing it, and they're putting a crazy amount of money into it, um, um, because our political climate is moving towards hitting their pocketbooks, which is going to ultimately affect R and D, which means we'll lose to China's pharmaceutical industry. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Well,
1: ultimately, our country has absorbed. Um, the bulk of the R D costs yeah. right that's what the drug companies will will say um so yeah yeah that, there's truth in that yeah. um, so that's why it's it's really again um, it's a bigger issue than just what's going on like, yeah. you know with the one employer and, and their plan it's uh it's a global it can be a it's a global trade issue it's political um it's yeah because if there's, there's things like okay if the costs this much cheaper in other countries okay why don't we just let them manufacture it and we buy it from them so well, what's the I mean, it's so, so highly regulated, right? FDA approval, that kind of stuff. It's like, what are you buying from India? Do we know what it is? It's, is it safe? It's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, a it's a big lot. issue. It's
0: a lot, Anytime politics
1: involved, it means expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and it, it's so confusing too, because as a consumer, we, you have your insurance card, right? And you walk up, you go to the, the pharmacist, here's my drug card, oh, it's gonna cost $100. Hundred dollars? What I thought my plan—the copay the, is the thirty dollars. Um, you know, with the pharmacy benefit managers there's rebates. They can pass their own. Tone. It's just—it's crazy. But you can, you know, there's apps you can download. Things like GoodRx or something, where it, it helps you find a, that drug lowest cost in a certain area. Oh, because really? there's things. Yeah, there's like coupons that can be accessed. Because a pharmacist sometimes can say, like, "Your plan pays a hundred. Oh, there's a coupon available. Now it's like forty dollars. Hmm. But if you go. Um, to a pharmacy, if you go down the street to a grocery store or something, maybe that is a lot less. I mean, it could be different. it costs eight dollars here or twenty here. That happens all the time. Mm-hmm. So again, there's tools. As an employer, you can encourage people to use them. Um, but there are apps you can download. There's ways to help you shop for the
0: lowest cost. You are, drugs. It was, I'm glad you said that because I saw a commercial on CNBC and I meant to download that. I don't buy a lot of drugs, but I thought it was just it was just useful. I, I, I wonder, uh, do some companies have like apps where, let's say. Um, I, you know, it's, t- it's linked to my insurance, and oh yeah, mm-hmm. and I, and I'll say, hey, I need to go um, to a pain doctor, right? And then they could kind of tell you, uh, hey, these are all the co-pays for the physicians in network out, out of network in the app. There's services, yeah, they're app-based. There's also some that are um, you can call a
1: service. You okay. say, hey, here's what I need, like, well, actually, I need an MRI or whatever. Okay, where do you live? Okay, and they'll they'll find the prices we'll shop for you because mm-hmm. um, like yeah you got insurance if you go here the cost is going to be you know two thousand dollars and you'll owe your share of that right two blocks away it's like five hundred dollars So MRIs MRI is an MRI that's just one example but it's right. a way to access a tool to yeah. only save
0: money. Yeah. No, good, good information. Um, education is the key so we'll, we'll get to the uh, we'll go to the fun questions next. but is there, is there anything that I didn't ask um, that you think is important to share to a, a, a business only a business owner crowd gonna most people who are watching yeah. the business owners yeah um, I mean I would say again it's
1: just um, as far as benefits back to your question like when's the right time or why do you do it um, it's just it's unique to every business and, and industry um, but I think you know again people get sticker shock you know like we'll get the calls like hey we're going to offer a plan it's like okay here's kind of like illustrative rates and they, they get sticker shock you know but just know that um, you know, there, there's ways to be more flexible with, with offering benefits, you know, that to attract and retain employees that maybe they pay for on a voluntary basis or you pay for part of it. Um, you know, it, you shouldn't just look at that one, again, price of the Cadillac and think, oh, I can't do this. Yeah. You know, there's, there's ways within a company to, you know, offer benefits that are more, more cost effective. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, so, we'll get to the fun questions. So, where where'd you grow up? Grew up in Arlington, Texas. So then, so then you're, you're perfect for this question. <laughs> what are some great restaurants in, in, in DFW that you love and recommend? I'm a foodie, so it's my life, so. I know,
1: yeah, you, you kind of prep me for this. Uh, yeah, I think we, near our house there's a Mexican place called uh, Salsa's, that's really good. I okay. like that, it's like a local place. Um, man, I don't know, I think about, like where I grew up, well, it's closed now, but it was Hut's hamburgers. <laughs> was so good found a house
0: in Arlington. Um, yeah, you're probably more of than I am. Really? Okay. Yeah. No, it's cool. That's cool. Um. Uh. What about whenever you do get downtime? What are some shows you like to binge watch? Yeah. That, we don't do a lot of watching TV
1: in general. We got like two young kids, but um. Yeah, my wife and I we always go back and watch The Office. We just love that show. <laughs> like, so we'll end up watching a couple episodes in a row. We've seen them before, but like, ah, oh, it's just it's so good. Yeah. So I, but In fact, there's an episode in The Office. It was like the second season i think where um, dwight is tasked with picking the health plan for his <laughs> company and this isn't legal but he like he went around to each employee and asked what their health conditions are
0: and it was just yeah it was it was pretty funny so so politically Employment, yeah. Consumer, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah i'm like one of the people who have who have not seen the office like it's on my list to watch but there's so many seasons that i'm just like one day, yeah. you know, one day. Yeah. Um, what about movies? What are your, you know, favorite movies of all time? Yeah, I mean, it's
1: I you know, I watch a ton of movies. Like some old stuff. Like I love Shawshank Redemption. It's just a classic. Um, I remember mean, like Braveheart a long time ago. I like that. And then
0: this, I'll admit, like Dumb and Number. I just love that. Oh, movie. I love <laughs> that. i, I watch both of those. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love them and then which. The next generation was Will Ferrell and Vince Vaughn. You know, I, I watched all of this. Though. Yeah. Um, um, podcast. You listen to podcasts? A little bit. Okay. Yeah. What are some of your favorite podcasts? Uh, my new favorite one is Ask Philip, of course.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I appreciate that. But appreciate uh, that. Uh, yeah, I, I like Tim Ferriss. I like his stuff. Okay. Yeah, he is good. Yeah, so I'll listen to that and uh, draw cats different ideas and offshoots, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And what about books? Books. Uh, I do love to read. Um, I'm just finishing a book called God Save Texas. It's a really cool um, Lawrence Wrights, the author. It's actually a guy who grew up in Dallas, but it's about um, history of Texas combined with kind of a modern look at you know what Texas looks like, what Dallas North looks like now, in Houston,
0: and kind of how we got. That here. interesting. I like history. Yeah, it is cool. Huh. Um, okay, uh, how can folks reach out to you if they're looking for you? Like website, social media. Yeah, I mean I'm on LinkedIn, um, David Willie. Okay. You know, yeah, with
1: Assured Partners. Uh, okay. Offices in Richardson, Texas. So, yeah, LinkedIn. Um, you can look me up, and we're always willing to help, right? Because there's no um, company that's, you know, too big or too small or industry, or whatever. We have, we can, you know, find some way that can, we can at least someone that can help you. Yeah, yeah. So we just wanna. I mean, that's the thing with an insurance. Um, you know, it renews every single year. You know, and the costs usually don't go up. And if you ask people, everyone hates some medical insurance. <laughs> I hate to say it, but they do. You know, yeah. like people to ask about well, how's your uh, your homeowner's insurance? I'm like, well, unless you've had a claim, like, okay, it's, it's there. Yeah. Right? But you know, with medical insurance, especially in a, in a company, there's claims every single day. There's a chance for somebody to get messed up, somebody to get mad. So it's a real issue, um, but you know,
0: I'm proud to. Yeah. Proud to work in the industry and do what we can. But you know what, I'm glad we had the interview because the the, the biggest takeaway, you know, especially as I'm talking to clients about it in the plan is like what you said is, I I feel like the the missing thing that I missed until you said it and maybe I heard it, but it clicked, was it's like a financial plan. Like, you know, it's one thing to make a financial plan, but you actually have to then monitor it and keep it up to date. Mm -hmm. So it feels like with health insurance, you know, there's a saying that says, um, uh, these guys were camping and a bear came and they started to run, but one guy started putting on his shoes. They're like, why are you putting on your shoes? You can't outrun a bear. He's like, I don't gotta outrun the bear, I just gotta outrun you. <laughs> That's right, right yeah. And so I think about that mm-hmm. in benefits. If, you, if you're trying to get the best talent, you, you can't do anything about the cost, but in order to outrun um, everybody else, if you have a well thought out, well managed healthcare plan where uh-huh. you're tracking everything, that's kind of the key, right? That's a
1: great point. Yeah, I mean, how do you position yourself to be kind of the shining
0: star mm-hmm. at the top of the pile? Right? If you get the best people, you'll get the money. Like, the money will come. Like, mm-hmm. the whole industry's not going to die because of health insurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, it's, it's a very
1: true. You know, a ways to, to benchmark the art to come what you're doing. Yeah, no, cool. I appreciate it. Yeah, Bill, thank you. Enjoy it.